Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up the ways. You dig? Banked out. Banked out. Banked out. Banked out. Banked out. East to west, we getting banked out. North to south, we getting banked out. Worldwide, we getting banked out. One time for the team that's gon' hustle for the cream. How we know it's grind till the dough come. This debate not radio show. We controlling the globe, but we second to no one. Every time we emerge, we putting that work in. Bang not do it for the culture. Putting on for the city that's 24 7. And we show we love like we supposed to. And we keep making moves by coastal. Another suckers didn't believe, but I told you. Bang not about to be your household name. And bang not mean when you pop more chains. You don't even know just how I really get. You're rocking with the best, so tuned in when you better be. Plus, you're getting fancy like Nancy on every single day of the week. And chop a game like a Cherokee. Ballin' like Odell, tryna step more mill Networkin' every way, it's about to be a movie Gotta go big, this the only way to do it This a conglomerate, we gettin' to it Plus we got heat for the streets while you puffin' on the cook shop leaf Ridin' out on the interstate, we got Indies and majors We international players, all about getting paid Make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement Cause it's about to go down, shout out Discover This Captain of the Mothership, if you ain't know that you know now We about to get Show. I'm your host Andreas, and we got our special guest in the building with us, Gary Watkins. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Who that is on the intro right now? <laughs> oh, this is Billy Sloan. Uh, he's, he's from here. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've not upgraded. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was pretty good right there. You were flowing on that one. Yeah, he had to do the intro a couple of times or whatever, because uh, I expanded the show last year, but all my hosts, it didn't work out or whatever, because I guess, you know, the podcasting... And doing radio and all that or whatever, some people don't understand it takes consistency to build up or whatever. And I guess they wasn't ready for that commitment. So it's just me now again. <laughs> so yeah. he had mentioned their shows and the name or whatever and the intro, their show names and all that or whatever. So he had to go back and redo it and all that stuff or whatever. But, you know, it's cool. I got some new stuff that I'm working on to expand where other people get to see other personalities and it just won't be me all the time. Yeah. But yeah, man, three years. Since you've been on here, it was like October something. I think, yeah, October something. The video uh, was posted on Halloween of 2018. Yes. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Oh, I do got a couple of ads and stuff I got to do. Okay. <laughs> so for everybody out there, um, if you're in the Macon, Bibb County area, you need mental health services, you can go to MakingMentalHealthMatters.com and be able to register and get seen for free. That program runs all the way to the end of March. Um, now, if it does update, I will let y'all know if it renews for another year. But you'll get free services. Anything you want to talk about to a therapist, safe and confidential, you can even call the number um, tomorrow morning, 478-741-1268. Let's see here, what else do I have? Um, oh, for everybody in the middle Georgia area, if you want to experience a Black Excellence event location, go to 44th and Madison. Let them know that I sent you there. 44th and Madison. It's a dope venue. I've been there. I was there there in July. I can't remember what day it was in July, but it was it's it dope. We renovated at least 7,000 plus square feet. New PA system. Uh, what else? They have a lot of other amenities inside of it. They do uh, there's a live mic, live open mics every third Friday. They're doing something on Sunday, so they doing it big. And then. As always, y'all can go and uh, support, download the uh, app, trying to get to 1,000 downloads. Got, uh, I'm only 10 away from 1,000. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. App launched uh, last year in February. It was my goal for last year was 1,000, but I can't say that I didn't succeed because I got I got down there close to it. Mm-hmm. Only 10 away, so that means something. You're knocking at the door. Right? Exactly. I'm knocking right at the door. So y'all go download the app and catch all the other exclusive content on there. Uh, get involved with the loyalty program that's on there for a lot of black-owned businesses in this area. And there's one more thing. Oh, I always support the cook shop. And 
uh, you know, buy your hemp-based products, cookshop.com. Come see me here Monday through Friday, 9 to 2, 600 Godfrey Road. There's one more thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got so much stuff. Oh, for everybody out there who's been following the cookshop, there's this character, 31 Savage. So y'all need to go to the cookshop page or you can go to Mac Hart Productions Instagram or Facebook page and see the skits. The skits are hilarious. So yeah, y'all go and check that out. But yeah, man. Um, so my audience has expanded. Um, I posted uh, not too long ago last year, like mid-December or something like that. I'm sure the numbers went up even more. But I did 39,000 watch minutes in a year just on Facebook when people tuned in. And the reach was 150,000. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you compare that to 2019, no, let's see, this is 2022, 2020. I did 7,000 for the whole year as far as watch minutes, and the reach was like 45,000. So it, it like it really took off. Um, I was about to like make a point with that. I can't remember when I was gonna make the point with that or whatever. You need a moment to gather yourself <laughs> real quick. Yeah, I know it's a lot. Yeah, I'm like, but hey, brain just be spinning or whatever with all these questions and points and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it'll come back to me. I don't know why. I, I was mentioning it for a reason though. Right. But anyway, I've grown. Oh, the audience. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. So my audience has grown, right? Mm -hmm. So I know we did a backstory last time, but like just catch everybody up who's new, who uh, is gonna watch the video, the ones who are tuned in, things of that nature, who don't know about you. Mm -hmm. Give us like a brief synopsis, like you know why you got started into uh, not even just video production, but production in general. Because you do the photos, the video, the animation, all that stuff. Right. So. So first I want to say I attempted to watch the the video that we did back in 2018 mm -hmm. and I couldn't even get through the first 30 seconds because it was too cringy. I, it's cringy <laughs> just watching it. <laughs> but I think, and I didn't watch it, but I'm sure my answer, what my answer was then is the same thing now where mm -hmm. I really don't know how I got into it, but mm -hmm. to kind of sum it up, I've always had a vision in my mind where of course, growing up, I, I love watching anime, cartoons, mm. and stuff of that nature. And I also came up in that era where YouTube was starting to, um, it was starting to penetrate the world, like the, mm. the surface. Yeah. And um, and just seeing like different artists and celebrities just on all these platforms. Like I came up in the era with MySpace. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember that, but no, no, yeah, I got a funny story about that, but once you get done, I'll tell yeah. it to you in a moment. Gotcha. But yeah, I just, I came up in an era where I, I had a life before social media, the social mm -hmm. media area era. And, um, and I see now where it's at here today. I see how beneficial it can be mm -hmm. if you use it in the correct ways. I know some people may knock it, and for whatever reason it may be, but it's really up to you how you want to um, uh, model your social media platform, how you want to use it. Exactly. And that's something I've always just been mindful and aware of. And what kind of got me into, I say, designing media, just I have like a passion for photography, videography, graphic designs and directing things. I have a passion for it because I, I don't want to sound braggadocious or whatever, but mm -hmm. I feel I have a, a creative way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't think like most people, which is another reason why I may model myself. Everyone that kind of know me, they know I'm a Kanye West um, fan. They yeah. know that. Because just that man there, he's like a very unique individual himself, his way. And I know it's a lot of people that may not agree with him, but... <laughs> He's just, he has a way of doing things. And if you give him a chance to explain and go into detail, mm -hmm. sometimes it may not even make sense, but it just, it really boils down to the way you think, yeah. how you process stuff and your experiences, what you've been through. So you're like a creative creator. Huh? So like, you know, I tell, I tell people sometimes, uh, when, yeah, when I'm talking to artists or whatever, artists tell me like, you're an artist artist. Oh. An artist artist. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? The creative process. And like you said, I, I give Kanye West for um, his creativity, pushing the envelope of stuff. Sometimes the delivery can be a little off. Right. That's, but you know, mm 
that's I'm like, but that's what like you know a lot of people or whatever. And then like they say creativity uh, borders genius creatives or whatever border like insanity and stuff like that. Right. You have to be able to go through stuff and then see stuff in a different perspective to be able to push the envelope to where like five, ten years later something becomes the norm. Mm -hmm. So I definitely get that. So I, I did. I, I watched the video somewhat of what we talked about last time, and I wanted to you know get some. Uh, Updates on some things that I remember that you said in that uh, particular interview. Oh, so you got to pull it up right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not the actual video, but I, I was typing some questions in my notes. Okay. Um, so I remember one of them was like, you know, you were just getting into the photography side. Okay. Yeah. So how has that changed? Because to me, uh, making has opened up to the arts a whole lot. Where it's been supportive i've seen this transformation happen here in just in the city alone um so have you been on like have you seen that or have you witnessed that or been on the receiving end of that well as far as it's making i'll say i'll just touch on photography mm -hmm. so between the last time we talked and now there has out I'll, I'll be honest there has been like little to no growth with photography because mm -hmm. i came to a conclusion that's not what i really want to do mm -hmm. i can do it mm -hmm. but i i strive to be a videographer being mm -hmm. a director and yeah. just making creative content that can be on a youtube and mm -hmm. just whatever platform it is but mm -hmm. mainly youtube of course because yeah. for all the obvious reason i think we all know um how great YouTube is now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like I've started a, I have a couple of different YouTube channels that I manage and stuff, and like I just that's why I started putting uh, content together uh, just for uh, what is it, Gary Watkins Productions? Yes, or, sir. Um, I, I started that like the MacArt Productions, which is a, it's a whole team of us of doing stuff. Um, so like I, I collaborate with the writer. Sometimes I write scripts, sometimes I write scripts, sometimes we merge scripts together. Mm -hmm. We got everybody else who are playing different roles and stuff. Um, I'm incorporating like the ones I've uploaded, as people can see, um, it started with the 31 Savage Carriage and that started because of the cook shop. Now I couldn't um, promote traditionally the cook shop on Facebook and Instagram because they keep thinking it's weed or whatever. Yeah. It's not weed, it's him. And I'm like, this stuff is legal. Mm -hmm. Now you can promote everything else on here. You see people murdered or whatever, or sex trafficking, whatever the case might be. And it'll, take, it'll be a while before they take it down. But the moment I try to run a boosted campaign, flag, 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 you know, violation and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. So I had to come up with creative ways to push the product. And one of the things I was doing, I was doing these different skits or whatever. So then on the third skit that I did, I actually created the character. And Slum actually named him. He was 31 Savage. Mm -hmm. So we just ran with it. Freestyled the uh, skit. And at the time, you know, uh, like I had the concept of what I was doing and what I wanted to achieve. But then when it was just three of us, me, Sims, and uh, Slum. Sims. Uh, Sims is the videographer. We were just spitballing some ideas and stuff in the process of filming. And people stuck and gravitated towards the character. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think one of the videos did Andrew or something use or whatever organically mm -hmm. and people were hitting me up man when are you gonna do another one are you gonna do another one or whatever so i started doing all this other different stuff and like even created tiktok and all that or whatever so then uh the stuff we just shot recently here um 31 savage basically uh that conference room that we passed up there we made it look like it was a corporate meeting and i went in there and interrupted it and ended up getting a, ended up getting a job <laughs> and then the second skit was I was the hiring manager that was the job and I was trying to uh, somebody was applying for a position but when we kept going back and forth for the interview I kept talking about myself and the funny thing about this character is that 31 Savage is a narcissistic character who celebrates mediocrity his tagline is he is the seventh place frisbee champion <laughs> 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 man and just like the first skit you just described that's a very untraditional way of getting any job anywhere in the world like mm -hmm. yeah and then the, so i get demoted well he gets demoted from that uh position and then he becomes customer service supervisor 
So the third one, you follow his trajectory. It's like these adventures, it's like the adventures of 31 Savage. That's basically what the whole concept is. Um, so the person called in, the customer called into this company, goes to two different customer service reps, couldn't get help or whatever, gets to 31 Savage, he was the customer service supervisor. He's just on the phone just talking about himself. Like, he's like, the customer's like, well, you know why I called in and everything? He's like, yeah, yeah, someone bought the nuts and the ice cream and everything, but hey, did you know I'm a Frisbee champion? I'm a seventh place Frisbee champion, baby. He's like, what does that have to do with, you know what I'm saying? So it's this back and forth banter or whatever. And people are just loving it. So then, of course, it got fired from that. Um, so then his next adventure, you know, 31, like the script right here, 31 Savage tries DJing. Mm. So we shot that on Sunday and I edited it, put it out and all that. And people have been loving it. I've been seeing the views and stuff go up. So I, I get what you're saying with like directing and content mm -hmm. producing, especially it being for uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's it opens up. Especially when you use different platforms um, to push the material, but you can, you know, you can brand different stuff a certain way. You can uh, open up opportunities for other businesses to be seen in that content. So, what what have you been doing with Gary Watkins Productions on YouTube and using it that way? So, as of right now, I'm not on YouTube, but I'm eventually going to get there. Okay. Right now, my best audience is on Instagram. Okay. And then comes second, I'll say. It's kind of like this between Facebook and TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you something what happened in 2021 with my business. So, I really took a break, a mm -hmm. long break from um, doing business because I was playing football and mm -hmm. all these other things. I remember that. Yeah, so I was playing ball at one point, and I stopped playing in uh, March of last year. Okay. And really what happened, like, I mentally and physically kind of burnt myself out because I was putting in a lot of time for it. Like, so I stopped playing, and I just decided to, you know, all the energy I was putting into playing ball and whatever I was doing with other people or whatnot, I'm about to put it into my business. Mm-hmm. I would say between May all the way up until this past December, mm -hmm. my Instagram organically gained over 500 organically. And I think that may not sound like a lot, but for me to take like a one or two year break, mm -hmm. just about, I think that was pretty good. And it's all organic. I didn't pay for any likes or yeah. views. So followers. Those mess up your accounts anyway. I right. kind of like tell folks that or whatever. I'm like, you have to like really put in the work like you've been doing right and what i was really doing if you were to look at my my uh, instagram account i've been going to various uh football games mm -hmm. and highlighting them yeah because another thing and it just kind of brought me on to something else when you highlight our youth that's the mm -hmm. best audience it's really target and try to build a bridge right there mm -hmm. is the youth it's more youthful people than i'll say middle aged to older people it's out now. Well, they, they're coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was, uh, I've been trying to tell folks because I was going to concentrate on it and actually do it as a business. Like, are you highlighting the youth, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm glad to tell you, like, you can run with it or whatever. Um, pick a few athletes and really document their career. Mm -hmm. And then as they get to the other levels, you've already established that relationship. So then you get access to them. So now you get exclusive content when they're in college, whatever. And then if they happen to go pro, I'm like, it's a formula for success. Yeah. I don't think yeah. a lot of people have thought, and that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I was talking about with my videographer. And then also there was another thing where we were going to do a show just for like high school athletes to give them exposure. Mm -hmm. Because they don't get the exposure that they deserve. Because mm -hmm. they, they put in some time. And now it's it's a business now. Coming out of middle school as a business, I'm like, you have Nike uh, representatives who go to middle schools and stuff and scout mm. uh, for like AAU teams and stuff like that. You have AAU teams who get sponsored. I'm like, it's a, it's a whole industry now. And instead of the athletes getting to the point of where, you know what I'm saying, okay, I got to go hire someone who can like help me with media and things of that nature, go ahead and get them early and start grooming them. That way you're plugged in with them, have these relationships. And it could be a business too, because by the time they get to the High school and college uh, collegiate levels, they're already media trained, they're already accustomed to doing interviews, they're not like that athlete that turns you off because they can't express on camera, you know what I'm saying, how they feel and things of that nature and they get flustered and all that or whatever. So 
it makes the viewer look at them or any other potential people who want to do brand deals and stuff because now the WNCAA is it. You can make money off your likeness. So I'm like, you already been seeing where athletes have been able to position themselves, which I thought that was fantastic because I'm like, they've been making money off of kids for decades. Right. Um, building all these schools and stuff, so why not let them have something? Because I'm like, if you get hurt and things of that nature, you discard it. Unless you got insurance or something like that, you're not going to make any money. Mm -hmm. But even that money that you're paid still will run out eventually, and you won't have anything. It's the platform that that keeps the opportunities coming. Mm -hmm. But if you're not being plugged into the system because you're no longer useful to the system, then that's how she wrote. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been telling people, man, like, there's a market for it. And especially places like here where you don't, like, you know, Mercer's cool and everything, but I'm like, it's still in the Southern Conference. So it's, it's a bigger conference than the than uh, Atlantic Sun it was in, but it's still not big enough. That's one avenue. But you got places where, let's see, like Peach County and Warner Robins, high school notorious. It's like, you know what I'm saying, celebrity status or whatever. That's the way they treat it. Uh, Jones County, same way. Twins County, same way. So I'm like, you can go to all these other smaller places and really build up a brand and stuff. And I, I think the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. You it, know? Is. it is. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to being one of those people mm-hmm. to where we can bring more exposure. We can be like a baby Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, and I follow a lot of people that's in that area, era. And area, excuse me. <laughs> I just got done eating, by the way. I'm thinking oh, about you chicken empanadas. <laughs> but, um, no, I follow a lot of people that's up there in that area. And when I say they are, like, when I say they are really good when it comes to content and being just hustlers and marketing themselves up there. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's on another level, bro. It's mm-hmm. on another level. And I've been working up there as a recent, and I'll say this. It don't matter who you, if you're an athlete, you you want to be a, a brand ambassador, a model, a celebrity artist. If you want to be anything, of course, you want to get outside of your element. Mm-hmm. And if I were to tell anyone what's the best place to go, that's the best place to go. That's best place. Not saying you cannot get it around here. I'm not indicating that. But mm-hmm. what you can do is you can get a learning experience by getting outside of what you're used to and mm-hmm. where you're comfortable at. Yeah. You got to step outside of it. There is no growth in being comfortable. No, there's not. That's yeah. why, like, every year I've grown. Like, I started, like, you know, at the other spot, whatever, the office, the little accounting business. And then, you know, we're shooting on the green screen and all that. And then... I started doing the Facebook where I'm doing the live streams and stuff like that. And then I upgraded uh, equipment and all that to where now I know how to edit and things of that nature. Not the best at it, but I'm I'm better than what I was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm better. Like you know, I did a, I did an intro the other day to a, a show that I'm shooting. It's called Behind the Bar. It's a it's a bar show. Um and. I sent it out to a few people that were like, man, besides like the background or whatever, because I didn't have my green screen with me that day or whatever. And I shot like three or four episodes. It was like, man, this thing's good. I the graphics out there, put the music to it. So found that like I've been realizing like with videography, it's gotta be in like, fast motion. Mm-hmm. Every frame, it's gotta go. It's gotta go. Keep three it attention. Seconds of this, so exactly. You know, gotta be real quick. Got, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've really been like paying attention to that and looking at other people's content and stuff like that and how how it's produced. Um, and I sent to a few folks and they're like, man, you you really getting better. Mm-hmm. Like we can see this. And I was like, yeah. So then on top of that, you know, I added the app. Mm-hmm. So now I got the the podcast, the radio side, and uh the app. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's all rolled into one and now being able to shoot like commercials and stuff like that and doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. Like and come up with the concepts and writing. Mm-hmm. You know, now writing scripts and stuff. So right. yeah, I've, I've grown. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean and, and you obviously grow when you let people that you trust and you listen to when you let when you take on constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best way to grow. And of course I can I'll take any kind of criticism. I'm not sensitive skin. If you say 
it's good, it's good. If it's trash, it's garbage, we'll put it in the dumpster, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But also, another way that I learned, one thing I did learn since the last time we spoke is networking mm -hmm. is very powerful. It's very powerful. Like yeah. it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And being able to communicate and talk to people and just building that bridge with anyone, you got to be open to listening and being able to take a little heat sometime and, and stuff like that. Like right now, because I'll just speak on videography. Mm -hmm. I wasn't good the last time we saw each other, at least to my standards and to my peers, mm -hmm. I'm not good. Here today, I say I am pretty good at what I do. Mm -hmm. What I've done is I've talked to people, I've took criticism and I've done a lot. And I'm at the point where if you were to go check on my personal Facebook page, I'm working on a TV series mm -hmm. or a YouTube series with a semi-professional team, football. Mm -hmm. And we just started this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. And when I was editing and putting it together, it was like, just I could have shed a tear because I swear two three years ago I could not do that like how I was able to edit that and piece it together mm -hmm. like I'll say before it wasn't creative enough I'm not taking my time I'm just trying to hurry up put content out put it out post it post it no mm -hmm. you gotta trust the process exactly you definitely gotta trust the process and I love the fact that you know what I'm saying I hear the growth and I would love to see this different stuff yeah. um because I can tell like the passion is still there right. you know what I'm saying you weren't just doing this like you know for a quick book like you know i've seen some people go come and go mm -hmm. and i'm like you know what stands the test of time is like knowing your why why are you doing this mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and the fact that you're passionate behind it is your why and the fact that you want to accomplish something bigger than yourself right and man it's funny that you say that because i also came to a conclusion with myself that it's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's so it's something so much greater than me. I used to be, I used to, I would say kind of quote unquote, have a selfish mentality where mm -hmm. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And we are, you know, we go through it. Yeah. I want to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what kind of uh, delayed me for so long, where it's like, I want to do something that I grew up loving and enjoy doing it, mm -hmm. which I still do. I like, I love football. Like, that's my first love. Yeah. <laughs> That's my first love for real. But I just kind of saw it. It just wasn't, it wasn't really giving me where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I had to put it to the side and start looking at like, dude, you went to school for design and media. Mm -hmm. Use that. That's where the world is trending to now. Yeah. Just think like even just producing like podcasts and stuff like that. Right. right. I'm like, I, it's been so funny to me because you know, I've been, Next month will be six years of me podcasting, right? Mm. Six years. And like, I'm, I'm also doing a class on the 23rd of like teaching people how to monetize their platform. I don't care if it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, you need to join that class, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. It's gotcha. like, and I, I got a few people signed up and everything, and I'm doing like a, a set number of uh, people or whatever. So okay. we can really hammer out the information and like go into like detail. Mm -hmm. But no one saw podcasting for what it was, but I saw it going in this area. Mm -hmm. I saw that. I was like, oh man, this thing's about to be huge. Now everybody wants to do it. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize, like, you got to build an audience. You got to be consistent. Got to. And the moment you're not consistent, you lose your audience. Just that fast. Uh huh, because they move on, because now they got replacements. Mm -hmm. So you might have held them for a while, mm -hmm. but you stopped or whatever, and they got to move on. They want to still be entertained and. You know, get information, and that's what it is. It's entertainment and information all bundled into one. Um, but yeah, people like be hitting me up with me, how you do this, how you do that, whatever. I'm like, it ain't hard nowadays. I'm like, you can podcast audio with just the Anchor app. Mm -hmm. That's it, just straight from your phone. Now, it's limited functions. Mm -hmm. um, but like when you get up into video, video and doing uh, promo shoots and stuff like I, I ran through a list of stuff that before you roll out a show what you need to do somebody was I can't even remember who it was but they were like wow that's a lot I'm like yeah yeah I'm like you gotta think of the entertainment value of it has risen the production value of it has risen mm -hmm. um and you look at some of these YouTube like I watch a lot of different YouTube creators and whether it be a podcast or it be like their content creators they are really stepping their game up they ain't even waiting on Hollywood they're making their own right. Hollywood and there's there's a, a lot of creators in Atlanta that I'll follow. There's a lot of them in LA. 
they collaborate with one another. Once you reach a certain status, they start reaching out to you and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, it's amazing. You can do content is king. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want to with it. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to with it. Man, I got a god sister. She is uh, 10 years, 10 years old, mm -hmm. 11, 11 now. Bro, when I say she will be on YouTube and locked in on her phone and I'm not watching, but I can hear what she's listening to. And of course I'm grown now, but me listening to that, it's like, <laughs> it's something I would say I would watch if I was still a child, but bro, mm -hmm. she would sit there and watch it all day long. Mm -hmm. She's she not moving unless she get hungry. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. She's not the only one doing that. Mm -hmm. She's not. When when Ryan Toys reviews whatever makes like twenty million dollars a year, yeah, like and that's not a that's not a uh, a false number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they signed a deal with Target, uh, I think, back in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. Now they got toys and Target and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's even more money. Mm -hmm. And then when you got situations like Country Wayne, you know Country Wayne. Yeah. I follow a lot. Like I actually follow both his channels. I don't know if people realize he got two different channels. I didn't know that. He has, he has official Country Wayne and then Country Wayne. And he puts, like, you know what I'm saying, some of the stuff, and he's been recycling some of the uh, content. But all the newer stuff, uh, that's, that's the Jamal Grail. <laughs> They'll follow him until he in Atlanta. Uh, 300 something thousand subscribers or whatever. Yeah. Um, funny stuff, too. But I, I actually I modeled the blueprint after Country Wayne because he has the person he pays, the video offer, the follow him through the skits or whatever he does it's not a whole lot of editing but you can tell that you know the, uh they're not just holding the phone where they got like the equipment to hold the phone and he's panning right or whatever and he's zooming out right you know what i'm saying it's not too fast and all this whatever and he's catching like the different stuff like if he makes a joke reference to something or whatever then of course he's catching that i'm like they have their script that they do or whatever but it's, it's a lot of interpretation and freestyle within it mm -hmm. i'm like he has actors that he's working with an actresses mm -hmm. that he's paying out of his production company mm -hmm. to be in these skits and he shoots stuff Tuesdays and Thursdays, shoots all the episodes, whether for the week or for two weeks or whatever, mm -hmm. stacks them up, they get edited and they get put out every single day. Right. So it's like this huge soap opera. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's, that's basically what it is. It's a soap opera that's just on YouTube. Yeah. We could do the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's such as Country Wayne, you got, uh, it's so many people that do the skits, funny mm -hmm. com comedian skits. I mean, you got Desi Banks, you got mm -hmm. Drew Skits. I mean, and I they all. Desi, um, one he did with the Country Wayne when he used the character drip, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. When they ran into a uh, ludicrous studio, talking about give me a record deal. This <laughs> stuff was hilarious. Yeah. But it's stuff like that we can do here, though. Yeah. And that's why I like I started doing my stuff. Because mm -hmm. I've always been naturally funny. And then I just linked up with funny other people, and mm -hmm. then we writing stuff, and then we freestyling stuff, and we're putting it together. And I want to develop characters to where I don't have to be the only one. Mm -hmm. Because being behind the camera, being in front of the camera, making sure I pick the location, all this stuff, coming up with everything, I'm like, that's a lot. Bro, yeah. I need some, you know, some assistance with you know, some of those areas. So as people start to stick around, mm -hmm. that's where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. And then develop characters outside of myself and still put it on the channel, still everybody winning. Mm -hmm. And then people go and they look up those other people. Mm -hmm. Like, and I love the fact that the LA and the Atlanta community of creators collaborate with one another. Yeah. They write skits for one another, they direct. I saw some uh, short films that they put online. Uh, was it Black Oats TV? The guy, he used to work for YouTube. He founded that. Uh, I actually subscribed the other day. Uh, I bought like a uh, the streaming package, like five bucks a month. You could just see exclusive content. So they'll drop one episode on their channels. The individual people who built up their clientele, the content creators, but then the rest of the episodes would be on that streaming service. Mm -hmm. So I went and I saw some pretty good ones. Damn. And it's it's amazing what you know what people come up with and everything. So I'm looking towards like you know doing stuff to where I gotta hire like grips and stuff like that. Yeah. To get that, that skill of production. Man. Yeah, it's doable. I'll mm -hmm. say that it is doable, bro. Like, even just from peers, when mm -hmm. they speak on where they come from, how much work they don't put in and the hours put in and all that, like, bro, it is, it's, it can be done. Yeah, it, it can, can be. be. Yes. So, 
How, how has the collaboration process been with you, um, you know, for the last six months or so with folks? Have you been able to collaborate or? So I am collaborating with the Georgia Thrashers semi-professional football team okay. located in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I have collabed with them. Uh, and other than that, I haven't really, I will say I was, I was working with Big Way Entertainment, the music label is mm -hmm. based here in Macon. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Brayway, shout out to Twin. Those are artists, great artists. I mean, I love their music. And those are just great guys in general, not just artists, but getting to know the person, the man, mm -hmm. great guys, real stand-up guys. And I mean, outside of that, everything has been under my name. The clients that have been directed to me, though, who I came across, mm -hmm. they are seeing my content on Facebook, Instagram, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Um, but I will say it has been great as far as Gary Watkins production has been great these past six, eight months. Mm -hmm. It's been wonderful, bro. And it's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. I, I mean, and usually I don't get into the New Year resolution thing, mm -hmm. but I did it for the first time this past year. And it's crazy how it happened because I said this is going to be the year where Gary Watkins production is going to gain abundant amount of followers and interactions mm -hmm. and I'm going to meet people that's going to we're going to work together and we're going to help each other grow mm -hmm. in our in our respective fields and it's just so crazy how probably right after the new year that's when the guy from the, the semi-pro team mm -hmm. that's when he contacted me he was like man I've seen some of your work I've heard great things about you. I know you're, you know, you're not up here in this area, but um, we're gonna get you up here. We're gonna work together. So we partnered together. We came to a mutual agreement. Mm -hmm. Man, it's going to be great. That's what's up. Man, it's going and to that be opens up doors for everything else too. Mm -hmm. um, so are you gonna strategically allow yourself to stay in that particular lane as far as just doing the football or are you going to uh, keep putting other stuff out there so you can attract different type of clientele? Bro, if you go on my Instagram right now, I got mm -hmm. on my page where I just don't do sporting events. Mm -hmm. I do it all. I do it all. You can't categorize me. You can't put me in a box, bro. You can't. I want to touch in everything, whether it's sports, fashion, uh, Promotional purposes, like you can't put me in the box. You can't. So, um, man. So, so, how how is it shooting like um, like live action scenes, right? Because sporting that's live action, right? Um, you know, promotional stuff that can be a live action depending on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, how how is it? And are there any like you know tricks or whatever? Um, as far as sporting events. Man, it's, it's almost no trick because anything can happen at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of, are you in the right spot at the right time? Mm -hmm. Now, you can position yourself to be there, but you got to be on point every single time. It's like mm -hmm. your camera, mm -hmm. it's ready. Like, it's no, you don't turn it off. You got to make sure your batteries, they good, they charge. Mm -hmm. Make sure your SD card is clear, it's empty. Mm -hmm. Like, you just got to really take a lot of preparation before going to that event or function and it's just not even sports because i have done fashion shows as well mm -hmm. and it's just a lot that go into i'll say if you don't have a script if you don't um if you don't have that script before going into something you gotta make sure you're well prepared mm -hmm. um just like you you do skits mm -hmm. you know you you take the time to actually sit down you draw it you write it out mm -hmm. who gonna do this what we're gonna do it at you take that time where yeah. when it comes to these events and i'm not even just talking sports I'm talking fashion shows i mean i've done i'm not gonna lie bro i've done a lot mm -hmm. i've done a lot um and i'm really thinking about it right now it's just not really hitting me just gotta be prepared i say you got pre-production, production, production, and post-production. Post so, oh, okay, that was one of the things you talked about too. So, is production still your favorite thing, as, as opposed to pre-production mm. and post-production? I... <laughs> mm. 
think post-production is growing on me because now I know how to do things I didn't know how to do. Yeah, back then. Yeah. So, uh -huh. But as long as your production good, post-production is a cakewalk, to yeah. be honest. Mm -hmm. So I'll say production, pre-production and production is actually the most important. Yeah. But but when your post-production, I mean, excuse me, when your production is good, post-production is so easy and it's fun because there's so much you can do with it. Mm -hmm. it's, and you ain't got to worry about certain stuff or whatever. Right, bro. Yeah. And, and when you see the finished product, it almost, at least for me, because mm -hmm. a lot of times I think I underestimate myself or I downplay myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. But when I come up with certain things, when I see that finished product, I blow my own mind. Like, mm -hmm. this look like some something someone else that I watch, they yeah. did this. They inspire so, you and stuff, yeah. Right, and and stuff like that, that's what keep you going. When you see your growth and progress, and you be like, mm -hmm. man, like, I really did that. Yeah. And it just, that's what keep me driven. Um, so did you normally shoot with uh, two cameras or one camera or like, you shoot with one? So, okay, what if you're going for the multiple angles? You, you um, what do you do? You like shoot that scene and then come back around and redo it and shoot at a different angle or? So, well, depending on what we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about like sporting or events. Um, well, sporting, I, I, I would imagine the sporting event would be hard to do. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Yeah. Because they ain't going to throw the ball again just for you to get it like Right, you know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's stuff like that. I mean, uh, just to answer that, man, it's kind of, you can't give like a, a concrete answer to that. It's just mm -hmm. really about timing, right yeah. place, right time. That's what it really is. You got to have a feel and a flow. Mm -hmm. You got to have a feel for what's going on and stuff of that nature. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I just use one camera. I actually upgraded. So mm -hmm. the last time we talked, I was using a Canon Rebel mm -hmm. T5 or a T6. It's one or the other. Yeah. Which it do pretty good. It, mm -hmm. it was pretty fair, especially for beginners. Mm -hmm. But once I started seeing other content creators, I'm like, dude, like, that picture is so crisp, like mm -hmm. sharp. Like what they're shooting is, so yeah. now you got one up. So it's like, that's when I started doing research and I started asking other people like, man, bro, what are you using? What lens that is? What's mm -hmm. more important, the body or the lens? Mm -hmm. And you, you listen to different people, whether they know what they're talking about or not, you just mm -hmm. kind of listen and it, and it do help at the end. So right now I'm using a Sony mm -hmm. Alpha A6400. Okay. Right, and this is a great camera. I recommend any. First of all, I recommend anyone to join the Sony family, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to video. Okay, they take great, like marvelous pictures, great pictures. But when it comes to video, Sony is king. And okay. that's my opinion. If you were to ask me, um, it's done a lot of great. Even if you just were to look all up down my Instagram, I'll say in the past, I I got the camera in April mm -hmm. of last year. And once I started using it, that's what I'll honestly say, that's what helped me get back into my business. Mm -hmm. Just, that's what, that's what honestly helped me. So was it the lens or was it the, the camera? The lens, I think the the lens is, yeah. it's the lens. The body, I mean, that's not the downplay of the body or saying the body is not important, but I think the lens is the most important between the two. And by the way, the lens that I'm using is an 18-135 millimeter. Mm. So it's real good. Like if I were to zoom all the way out, I could see your whole desk and mm -hmm. everything that's right here. And if I were to zoom in, man, I could probably like look up your nostril or something yeah. like that. So it's a great lens. Um, the range on it is good. It, it has autofocus. It just... Yeah. It's I love the autofocus. Like that, that um, Canon right there, that's a TI-8. Uh -huh. um, and I've been using that or whatever. But I've been looking like for, I think I paid like 900 something dollars for that. I like the fact that, you know, it, it gives me those auto focus features mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then I can shoot in different filters and all that or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a great, like, because I was looking for something for video or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? I'll have your expertise level yet. You know what I'm saying? No, I actually did a review on that camera. That camera is pretty good. Yeah. And, and that's what I wanted it for. The only thing I don't like about it is, like, I only get 30 minutes of recording time or whatever. Yeah. Unless, uh, yeah. That's the only knock. That's the only knock. Yeah. I'll be hating. And so, like, that Panasonic right there, that's an old, but that's a, a video recording yeah. camera. It's so camcorder. I can continue. It's, yeah, it's camcorder. It's continuous recording or whatever. 
So I was like, man, I wanted to upgrade because that only shoots like 720 high or whatever. Uh, this one right here, I can shoot up to 4K. Now, some of the features will be knocked down or whatever because, you know, it's taking up speed and all that. Mm -hmm. But that 1080p, uh, 60 frames per second, yeah. oh, it's nice. Yeah. And when I'm sitting there editing, I'm like, yeah. Wow. I'm like, man, I can see freckles in there. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, man, what the? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good camera, bro. Yeah, so when I when I upgrade, I think I'm gonna go Sony too because because I wanna I wanna get uh, familiar with different brands and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanna keep working with that one or whatever, and then like I wanna be able to like with me with editing and stuff like that. One, I, I, I go and watch YouTube videos and stuff like that, right? To mm -hmm. like learn the tricks and all that, and I edit in like Filmora now, which is very user friendly. I love it because mm -hmm. um, the, the software I had before, like NCH editing software and I was like I learned it but it was too much complicated or whatever mm -hmm. I like to film more that thing drag and drop and you can mm -hmm. go and I, I pay for like a subscription every month so I get updated film stock um, I didn't see the value in that at first when I stop uh-huh yeah um I see the value in it now yeah I'm like oh my goodness mm -hmm. so it just opens up it blows your mind with all these different stuff you can do um so yeah I finally figured out that when I do uh, multiple cameras or whatever, or say if I shoot where I want multiple looks, same scene and all that, mm -hmm. I gotta match the audio up first before I start splicing. Yeah. <laughs> got to. Yeah. I was on there just like, man, what the hell? They sit there talking, or they stop talking, they, you hear the audio stuff, like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So now I got like a little clapper and everything so I can like match it up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, there we go. Because that right there, I was like, oh. But it it gives um it gives so much uh, fullness to the actual end product or whatever mm -hmm. where you can switch um, angles or whatever and it keeps going mm -hmm. and it's smooth or whatever and then like you know mashing up the audio and then like you know getting taking away the little echo sound that you hear and the mix and only using one audio but then knowing how to mute one detach the audio file or whatever but still still use that. Uh, the framing file or whatever, whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been learning a lot. Yeah. And, and the more you put your hand into different things, like, because like me, I love listening to music a lot, but mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I cannot get behind, I can't be, uh, uh, I can't produce a beat at all. Mm -hmm. I can't do any of that. I, you can't, I'm not an engineer, mm -hmm. but I love listening to music. Yeah. So when, once I started even working with I'll say my friends, they are artists. So therefore I've been to the studio with them numerous of times. I, mm -hmm. I got a chance to see how that stuff work. And mm -hmm. I also say, I don't think I want to get into it, but I do love music, but it's hey, a lot. It, it is. I, uh, I did that. I did five albums and yeah, I got five albums out there. I made money off of YouTube. Like my first um, YouTube check was almost $700. Man, off of just because I pushed and I promoted, and this is back in 2013. Oh, yeah. and I just did it just because you know what I'm saying, just to show people now with the algorithms and stuff changed or whatever. I have to build that back up or whatever, but I know that you know what I'm saying, promo one, it works. But being in the studio, seeing all that, even editing like the audio and stuff that I do when I upload it, because like I'll upload the audio to Anchor and it gets distributed to Spotify and all that, or whatever, and I have to edit it. You know, for the way that I want it. Um, I just don't strip it and upload it. I go through and edit and just seeing all that or whatever and knowing when not to put something in a, like a mono voice and do it in the stereo. So if somebody's listening on the headphones, if they take one off, they still can hear it in this full mm -hmm. uh, capacity as opposed to if you did the mono, it'll, it'll go through one of the other channels. Learning all that stuff, whatever. I'm going to say, hey. Yeah. And I'm like, I ain't trying to do this for yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But I've learned enough to be able to do what I want to accomplish and right. yeah, I get people, you know, those engineers and stuff and uh, producers, I'm like, they make some stuff sound fantastic. Yeah. And they're in there for like hours. Hours. Just like with editing, you're mm -hmm. in there for hours. Yes, I, I've seen it. I, I tell people one minute is at least an hour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. One minute of film is at least an hour. Right. Of editing. Bro, you're, you're not lying. A lot of people don't see that. I mean, they, they don't see that. And, not even that. Even people that um, that have their own clothing line, the mm -hmm. time it takes for them to come up with a design, how they want to place it on this on this um, this shirt, mm -hmm. this sweater, this pullover, or these shoes, like it's a lot of time that get put into that, and for it to actually look good, because yes. people 
I mean, I say in the black clothing lines or black business owners, they already kind of get pinned for why you charging so much, why it's so high. Mm -hmm. Dude, if you were to see the time, the man hours that was actually put into this. Yeah. And then not only that, but the money that's coming out of your pocket. Like I say you don't have any sponsors. You don't, you don't, you probably don't even have anyone on your team that's helping you. So you by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so high. Yeah. So like my, like my services, I don't think my services are high. I feel they are re reasonable. Mm -hmm. But, dude, if you were to see, like, don't think I paid a uh, full price for that Sony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're not just paying me. You're helping me pay off my, my camera. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Yeah. So, I, I was looking at one lens mm -hmm. that uh, would go good with that uh, Canon, and it was uh, it was a higher resolution lens or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think like four grand. Yeah. I'm like just for the lens. And I was like, oh, yeah. this stuff is like, that's serious, serious. Yeah. And I don't think some people realize that. I'm like, you gotta do a lot of projects to be able to start making that money back because you're depreciating it per job. Mm -hmm. And you're still trying to eat. And you're editing. I don't think people get when, like say if you shoot a commercial, right? Yeah, a commercial might last 60 seconds or a minute or whatever the case may be. But everything that goes into making that commercial is very timely. And that's what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. You're paying for the conception of it or whatever. You're paying for any of the actors and stuff like that that has to be in it. Um, depending on, you know, how many different looks you're trying to do or whatever the case may be. How much stuff is in the commercial. Mm -hmm. I'm like, one commercial could have like, you know, eight, twelve different scenes. And it just depends on how, whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, all those different things is time and then you got to turn around and edit that thing right and put it together and make sure it's right yeah. Like, yeah just like how you say a commercial whatever you're recording it can have eight twelve scenes it could be an hour per scene mm -hmm. easily mm -hmm. just like any movie they made bro they didn't just start making that movie three four months ago mm -hmm. they started a whole year ago mm -hmm. if not two years ago yeah <laughs> well, you got the pre-production planning or whatever you got the storyboard or whatever before they even start using the cameras or whatever mm -hmm. is it those red cameras and stuff like that, I'm like, those things are up there. Yeah. <laughs> thousands upon thousands of dollars. And I'm like, that's why, I, uh, you know, I try to get people to understand, like, you know, content and regardless of whatever scale it's on, whether it's local, whether it's national, international, whatever the case may be, I'm like, it's expensive to produce. It's expensive yeah. to make content. People right. don't realize that. Right. It, it, it's a lot to go into it. So it shows the value um, and appreciate everything that goes into it because you know, at the end of the day you know there's a lot of different things coming together um like I, i'm sure you've probably seen like you know a lot of different content that's been created where the concept was cool the the you know the film the cinematography of it was cool but the acting was bad <laughs> bro i can only tell you how many times i done had that happen where I, because that's what I actually started out doing is skits. Mm -hmm. I used to write it out. What kind of, what is my message? What do I want to deliver? Mm -hmm. And I'll say my very first skit I ever did, which is still up and viewable, they did good. That was mm -hmm. a very good skit. And then I tried to do more after that one. Mm -hmm. It just deflated me because I'm like, bro, it's so hard to even find good actors and Stuff like that. And I can't even get too mad because I remember when I was in school and it was mm -hmm. one semester where we were focused on um, Adobe Premiere Pro, which is a video editing software. Mm -hmm. So we had to come up with a skit mm -hmm. for that semester. And we had classmates. So everybody got to come up with their own skit. You got to use your or ask your classmate to help you with this skit. And there was mm -hmm. this one girl. She wanted me to do something so goofy in her skit. I let her down. <laughs> I, let it I could not I couldn't fix myself to do it. I, yeah. I can't I couldn't do it. Now I and I'm not saying this. Now I think I am a funny person, mm -hmm. cool, gotta be around, but you can't really trick me into or ask me to do anything that's I'm gonna regret it after I do it. Yeah. You can't like a lot of people can't convince me or fool me to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe that's selfish, man, but I mean, if you want to call it selfish, then please let it be. I'm sorry. No, I just think you, you know, you have a standard of what you're going to put out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, like, 
like I was saying earlier, my personality. I'm out there, like, I post stuff on Facebook where people, like, be laughing at it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's just me, though, but I've always been that way. You know what I'm saying? Even growing up and going through high school and all that, I was all class clown and stuff like that. Yeah. That was me. Um, and it just carried over into my adulthood, into what I do now, even with my kids, whatever. It's uh, hilarious or whatever, because... I'll go left field on them real quick. Oh. And they'll be like, man, what the? <laughs> what the father with like, now that I got used to it or whatever. The first set, the second set, you know, uh, the younger ones, they're starting to get used to it or whatever. The first set, they're like, they don't even, they don't even pay attention to me anymore. Oh. They'll just walk past me like, you know what? They, they can't because to me, it, I feel like I'm fighting a war or whatever. So mm -hmm. they can win the battle, but I'm going to win the war. <laughs> <laughs> so it's me versus them. Yeah. Um, but then some of them are funny too, though. Like yeah. some of the stuff is just organic, and there's a lot of laughter and everything. And I guess people, you know, connect with that, and that's just me. If you don't mind me asking, mm -hmm. how many kids do you have again? Eight. Yeah, yeah. I had eight. Uh, yeah, because my, my youngest now is five. So yeah, even three years ago, it was still eight. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot. How old is the oldest? The oldest she she will be nineteen next month. Man. And the youngest is five. So 19, five. uh, what's, what's my son? No, it's my son. He's a, no, 16. Yeah, 15. He just turned 15. Okay. No, 16. No, sorry. He just turned 16. So 19, 16, 15, and then a 13, and then a 10 who will be 11 in uh, three days. Um, and then, so it'll go from 11 to 10 to, uh, what's it? Oh, seven and five so yeah it's it's a lot yeah that goes on yeah like people call me and they be like they be hearing me cussing at the kids and stuff like that and then i'll just go back to talking yeah and they find that hilarious yeah because i'm <laughs> able to sit there correct them say what i gotta say to them and then go back to what i was talking about in my conversation mm -hmm. but i'm like like people experience it but i do this every day yeah. so it, yeah. it's become a skill set to me <laughs> right it's so funny that you say that because I'm gonna give you a kind of like two scenarios. So it's mm -hmm. one of my clients that I'm currently working with right now. We talk every other day on the phone mm -hmm. about what's our next move, what's the plan. And I mean, it's a skill because I don't know how I can like, I don't, and I know I'm not ready for a, ch a child, child quite yet, mm -hmm. but it's just crazy how he can just work it and multitask. Like he can be ex explaining something to me. I'll get what he's saying and he can be like, hey, stop. or come here or just mm -hmm. something like that. And then he get right back to business. I'm like, man, I probably lost train of thought or, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. You get used to the kids. Uh, actually kids push you to where, you know, they push you to new heights. Yeah. They push your drive. Mm -hmm. They push your goals and visions that you want to accomplish because it come, it becomes more than just you. Mm -hmm. um, it's like this. I'm like being responsible for one person is a lot. Being responsible for multiple people yeah. is even way more. Um, but yeah, I'm like, they bring out creativity and stuff like that from you. Um, they push your buttons. Yeah. And <laughs> you can learn you. a lot from them. You too. learn a lot from them too. Mm -hmm. I've learned that, like you said earlier, children are the future. Mm -hmm. I see it. They pick up on stuff way quicker. Uh, because, you know, as we get older and we're adults or whatever, we settle in into our adulthood and we're comfortable with stuff. Kids are not comfortable. They're constantly evolving and learning or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, like like I said, I just created a TikTok for Big That Radio Show. And I just created one for the cook shop probably about maybe six, seven, eight months ago. I should have been on that or whatever. But, I, you know, I was at a big deal or whatever. Now I get it because I'm going through uh, viewing all the content and stuff. And I'm seeing these businesses in the way that they push their uh, brands and stuff. And they're doing it creatively what creative ways i never knew that like this one i saw this one lady she was uh painting she does nails and stuff so she's having the nails done but she's telling this crazy story yeah and it's not about the nails yeah it's about like you know someone slapping grandma or something like yeah, that what happened at work today yeah something, something like that and you're i'm like we're sitting there processing this as consumers or whatever but it, it it works though because you get a certain amount of views and it's a numbers game. It's marketing. That's and that's why I tell people marketing. That's why that's what it is all the time. Yeah. It's just a numbers game. Get X amount of views, X amount of people to pay attention to what you're doing. 
a certain percentage of them going to start rocking with you and going support. Mm -hmm. That's all you're looking for, especially if you're a small business. I'm like, you know, you get a hundred thousand views or whatever, and say like, you know, out of that hundred thousand, you get a thousand new clients. You straight, yeah, because that's overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? So now you got to come up with a process to be able to service all those thousand or whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't want the whole hundred thousand, mm -hmm. but that's all. I'm like, you can make a million dollars with a thousand people. Yeah, and. And I wanted to touch on this when we were talking about the podcasting thing, but mm -hmm. back when COVID first hit mm -hmm. and we first went into lockdown, that's when I attempted to start a podcast mm -hmm. with uh, one of my associates of mine. And it was actually doing good, but like you were saying, bro, it's a lot of time that go into that stuff and effort. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so much. They go hand in hand together and... It got to the point where it's like, bro, I'm burnt out. I'm mm -hmm. almost running out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. And, but and again, it goes with like with mine or whatever. I can't run out of this because all I got to do is go find new people to interview. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why I, I have not like, I didn't turn the tide on mine as far as anything different. Uh, one, people keep seeing all these new people. Mm -hmm. And I keep meeting new people. Mm -hmm. So regardless of the story of what they're doing, Everybody's story is different, even if they're in the same industry. Um, your come up is different than like, you know, Zara's or whatever, or anybody else out here doing video production or whatever the case may be, or just production in general. Um, I talked to a lady who's in Atlanta. She's producing movies and stuff. I talked to some people out in Hollywood. They did produce some movies and directing and acting and all that. But their stories are not the same. No one's story is the same. Everybody's story is uniquely services in them. And so I get a lot of different stuff when I talk to everybody and the audience gets to see that. If I were to like go back and restructure this and try to focus it on like a certain topic or whatever, I would have probably ran out yeah. of material a long time ago. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting perspective right there because, yeah, even though like just how you just compared Zaria and I, like we are in the same field. We actually went to school together, mm -hmm. taking the same classes. We finished together and mm -hmm. all, but I'm sure our story is just so much more different. Mm -hmm. it I'm is. sure of it. It is. Yeah. That's an intro. I didn't think of it that way. So is there anything like you want to accomplish this year um, that you like, you know, I know you said you don't do the goals or the resolutions or anything, but is there something that you specifically want to do this year? This year? Oh, man. So I will say, I do want to get, first of all, abundance amount of uh, followers mm -hmm. on all my platforms. Yeah, that's my, that was one of them, and I I don't know, man. I mean, because that's the honest truth. I really don't do resolutions and stuff because I mean, how I see it, you know. This may be a little bit off topic, but when you, even when it comes to a resolution, like you shouldn't have to wait to a fresh new year to make a change. Yeah, to make a change, yeah. Like, I definitely get that. Like if you're going through something in June or July and you really want to get out of it mm -hmm. or make that change, you would do it right then and there. Right. But um, so I'll be honest, um, I don't really have a lot. I'll just say that's the one I'm willing to put out there. But I think all the obvious things, like you know, you want to make a grow financially you mm -hmm. want to grow mentally you can get a chance to meet new people that'll help you grow and put you indoors and give you opportunities that you wouldn't probably be able to do by yourself mm -hmm. like i said networking is, is what i 1000 percent agree with you valuable when i used to pay for an ad when i had my first company bank that entertainment and it was music promotions and this was 2005 I paid for an ad for the yellow book. The yellow book was still the thing, the directory or whatever. It was a couple of grand that I paid for that. I was getting the wrong phone calls. People kept thinking I was, uh, and I listed it, I had them listed under music promotions, not music studios or not record producer or nothing like that, music promotions. I thought people would understand I promote music. Mm -hmm. To me, it, it sounds yeah, simple. Yeah, it's self-explanatory. But to other people, it wasn't. Um, so then I, I was like, man, this sucks. So I'm paying all this money and not getting the right phone calls. So I started going networking. And within two months, I've networked and met so many people. I think I met like 90-something people in 60 days. And I was able to like catapult what I was doing just off of networking. And I was like, man, I ain't going to buy this ad no more or whatever. I think I actually let it go into collections or whatever. I just stopped paying on it. Yeah. 
And I was like, it was worthless. It was worthless because it wasn't giving the results that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Networking. Networking will get you in the doors that a degree won't, Mm -hmm. that money won't. Mm -hmm. It's all about relationships. If you carry those relationships and you nurture those relationships, it opens up opportunities all the time. Mm -hmm. I've actually, uh, people have told me that I've changed their lives because I've put them in the doors with certain people and stuff like that. And vouch for them because they don't see them. You know that type of person and what I put out there and what I do. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I definitely 1,000% believe in that. And like, I do the same thing. I meet people and they can put me to another level. I'm all for it. networking, fostering relationships, seeing what I can do to be uh, an asset to somebody, right? And not be a liability. I don't want to just take from people. I want to give too. So I'm like, what can we do in exchange? You know what I'm saying? Right. And just like what you're saying, that one thing I said, and I've always lived by this code where it's like, bro, when I meet somebody and if we're ever going to split or leave, I want to leave you better than I met you. Yeah. I want you to feel that you've gained something from me, you learned something from me. Mm-hmm. So that's like, it also kind of let me build on to where I always remain authentic. I always want to live in my truth. I'm never going to put on a front or portray myself. I always going to treat people kind and I'm always going to give my respect. Yeah. I don't care how much someone dislike me, how much bad they got to say about me. I know how I held myself accountable. Yeah. I treated you with the utmost respect, kindness, and whatever else I had to offer. Yeah. That's it. I mean, like, hey, that's the that's the way to go. You know what I'm saying? You can't go wrong in doing that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, it's been great chatting and catching up and everything. Man, it's been great. Um, yeah. We'll do some more, and um, we're gonna have to clap on some stuff. Um, but uh, let people know, you know, where can they find you? Things that I made sure if they want to get in contact with you, see you work all that stuff. Yeah, man. So. First of all, my name is Gary Watkins. I'm also known as Gary Watkins Production. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Gary Watkins Production. All right, I am a design and media specialist in the Middle Georgia area. I do photography, videography, graphic designs. I help produce and I I just I do a lot. I'm a people person. It don't even have to be about business. If you just want to come talk to me, you want to give me some advice, I can give you some. I'm just one of those people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely vouch for Gary. Like I love Gary Spirit and everything. Um, I'm like that's why you you remember that commercial you did for uh ambitious graphics? Yeah. Where you were changing the shirts and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, y'all can hear Gary Watkins. Go to his uh, Instagram page, Gary Watkins Production on IG. Look at all that fantastic work. I'm like, just looking at the steel frames alone, I'm like, you can tell he really is into what he does and he's passionate about it. Uh, yeah, dude, I can see that, that camera is nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get like that one day. That's my baby. <laughs> but yeah, uh, go follow him. Keep on checking out the show. Uh, let's see here. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have Jeremy Coleman. So y'all make sure y'all come back for that one at 3.30 in the afternoon. Keep sharing the page. Go download the app. Uh, check about the people who advertise on the show. You know, I'm very picky about the advertisements I put on the show. It has to, it has to match. We have to agree on something. And y'all keep on supporting, man. Uh, you know, share the video and hey, keep uh, going out to your dreams. Peace. Break.